the Chicago Bears saw all their hopes, albeit very small hopes at that, at postseason play come crashing down yesterday in a loss to the Cleveland Browns. There's plenty of blame to go around. We're going to talk about the studs and duds from that game. We're also going to talk about comments from DJ Moore and why it's time for Matt Eberflus to get out of town. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, holding it down for C-Dub and Bobby. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content. So first up, after the loss yesterday, which was one of the more important games for the Chicago Bears season, a game which was a winnable game. The Bears were up against a, one of the best defenses in the league, and they shit the bed, right? We didn't get we didn't get it done, couldn't move the ball when we needed to. We couldn't take advantage of the defense getting uh, turnovers yet again, even though, you know, the, the defense, you know, the, the Browns did score in that fourth quarter, what, 13 points unanswered in the fourth quarter, but they still got the Browns off the field. They did not convert on a high rate of their fourth down opportunities. And when it comes down to it, I got to look at Matt Eberflus and say, I know a lot of people are saying with the, way that the Bears have played, they've increased, we were a rebuilding team, and a lot of people having that thought process of, well, that should show why it's okay to keep Matt Eberflus on, and maybe even Luke Getze. On, on Friday's mailbag episode, I had three voicemails from people saying, hey, Luke Getze's probably going to stay around. This showed and proved why that can't happen from Luke Getze or Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus has the worst record in Chicago Bears history right now, and I, I don't care that you're rebuilding. It's not an excuse to just overlook something that's been so glaring. And at the end of the day, it's done. Matt Eberflus has allowed for three fourth quarter double digit leads to still end in losses. That's it. That's it. And, you know, when it comes down to it, Justin Fields has his issues in end to end game. He did, had a played a very up and down game. It was not amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but that does not mean that you look at the totality of everything around. Matt Eberflus does not deserve to stay on as the head coach at all. And that question that was there, that you know, the little bit of glimpse that we had that could have opened that door to Matt Eberflus potentially staying on, to me, it crushed all that for a couple of different reasons. One, this was a, an important playoff-style atmosphere game, and again, you've given up double-digit leads several times, and you lost again. Yes, don't get me wrong. The Cleveland Browns defense is amazing, and they earned that win. Do not get me wrong. What they did and how they adjusted in the second half of that game was amazing to see as just a football fan. They came out and took care of business. But they took care of business, and it keeps being this. this, this it, we just don't get coached well enough down the stretch. You look at the success that the Browns had in the second half of the game. While the defense still got them off the field, they still had tons of success, and the Bears just could not adjust to it. And there's talent on this roster. It'd be different if we had the same rosters last year where it was a talent deficit. We sent out a lot of veterans. We went out and got talent, and these guys have shown and proven what they can be at the NFL level, and we just can't, we, we, we couldn't do anything for it. 225 yards from, that, from the offense of the Cleveland Browns in the second half of that game, 152 in the first half. They still never got it going running-wise, and don't get me wrong, the defense still looks better, but how much of that is because of the increased talent rather than the skill? Nobody, make no mistake about it. Matt Eberflus is a solid enough defensive coordinator. He's going to have a job and should have a job as a defensive coordinator. But when you're looking at as a head coach and what you expect from it, to me, it's over, it's done with. That glimpse, that little bit of conversation that we were having as Bears fans of could Matt Eberflus end up staying on? 
It got to be done. That closed the door on that. It's done. It's over it. Time to move on. Matt Eberflus is not going to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears team for much longer. And you look at Luke Getze, we'll talk about Luke Getze some when we talk about the winners and losers from yesterday's game. But with that being said, after the game, DJ Moore was asked about Justin Fields, and he said this. I don't know. Y'all asked me that, what, last week? Somebody asked me that last week. I'm still like, bro, where are y'all seeing this? Like, what, what makes him not the quarterback for the Chicago Bears right now? I get y'all got everybody coming out. What, it's like two of them? I don't think they better than Justin, so they cool. And that is kind of echoes the sentiments. Do not get me wrong. Justin Fields still has more than enough room to grow on. He still has things he absolutely needs to fix and solve. But guess what? Like, it's not going to solve it by just going out and getting a rookie quarterback. I don't think that. And what we've heard about this team, I think, you know, it, it would it would say more about where they saw Justin Fields if they held on to Luke Gatsy, Matt Eberflus. I think part of moving on is because you want to see what a more competent organization and what a more competent coaching staff can get out of a player like Justin Fields as well as the other talent. Like I said, we talk a lot about it just being about Justin Fields, but it's not just about that. You got DJ Moore here, who's a stud. You got Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, who are a stud trio. And, you know, one of those guys are probably not going to come back, or maybe they do run all three of them back and just re-sign Deontay Foreman to another one-year deal. We'll see. You got Cole Komet here, right? You got some talent here on this roster, and you want to see what a better coach is going to get out of it. So I'm glad that DJ Moore said what he was going to say. That does not mean that Fields' play still wasn't up and down because it absolutely was. He went 19 of 40. For 166 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, even though that interception, especially that Hail Mary at the end of the first half, that 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 was just bad. That was just bad. A bad play call. Um, and that's another thing for on Matt Eberflus as well. I look at they should have went for the points. It is what it is there. Um, but yeah, when it comes down to it, just looking at where this team is right now, yes, we have things that we need to improve on, but I know everybody's kind of focused on Justin Fields, and it's not just that. And I, listen, they're not gonna, I don't believe they are going to you know, go another quarterback this early. You're going to give it another chance and see what a, a better, more formidable offensive coordinator, even offensive-minded head coach ends up bringing to this team and this franchise. And then that's where they'll make the decision by that it's time to make, to make a decision on that fifth-year option for uh, uh, for Justin Fields. I think that's probably where you'll see that that decision ultimately made at and the soonest that you'll see it made at. But, hey, we'll end up seeing with that. But great words from, from DJ Moore there. I'm glad that he's supporting this quarterback, which he should do. I don't think it should be any surprise. If he said, if he came out and said something different, that's where you started getting into it, right? But let's talk about the winners and losers of yesterday's game. And the first one that I got to put up here is Luke Getze. Luke Getze in that play calling once again. Um, ten points did the Chicago Bears offense put on the put on the board. Seven of those came from from Eddie Jackson's interception that put them on the one yard line. And then at that point in time, it still took us so many plays just to penetrate and get it into the end zone. And it came down to Justin Fields making a play with his leg. And it was extending the play and then end up passing it to a cold commit. But Getzey is just, at the end of the day, it's clear. Luke Getzey is what's holding this offense back. Yes, you could say that Justin Fields plays a part in that as well. But Luke Getzey is absolutely holding this back. It just is what it is. It just is what it is. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you got to, Tyler Scott would have had an open touchdown as well. But again, play blown up in the backfield because the scheming, things like that. Whatever happens with the quarterback situation this offseason, Luke Getzey can't come back as the, as the offensive coordinator. He just can't. And then you look at other losers from this game. Robert Tanyan with a wide-open pass that was actually pretty well thrown that would have been a touchdown, would have been a touchdown. That's just, again, 
uh, uh, lose. And Robert Tanya, who I was extremely high on the Bears bringing him in, I thought the world, and I thought he was going to really, those two tight end sets, the possibility there. Now, Luke Getze could be holding that back some as well. But at the end of the day, that was an absolutely losing call at that. Now, let's get into some of the winners because I, I, I don't want to just pile on on the all the bad up front because Matt Eberflus is absolutely one of those losers as well. It just comes down to it. Matt Eberflus just, it's, it's time to be off that train. But we talked about that. The, the best stud in this game, Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat has put up such an amazing stat line here since he's been here. Two and a half sacks yesterday. Two and a half sacks out of it. Like, at the end of the day, this Montez Sweat now with six sacks on the season leads the Chicago Bears in sacks, and he hasn't been here the full season. Montez Sweat is an absolute dog. He brings that pressure. So many plays he helped bust up and help either other people get pressure on uh, on Joe Flacco. Montez Sweat was, a, was an absolute amazing player in this game yesterday. You got to give it up to Tremaine Edmonds as well, getting a pick six, putting points on the board. Um, and it came down to, like, that, that could have been a game-winning play had our offense been able to step up and support our defense better. Uh, we needed that play at that time. Tremaine Edmonds has been getting better and better since he returned from his injury, and he was an absolute winner in this game as well. And Tyreek Stevenson also. Tyreek Stevenson just having one of those games with the pass deflections and things like that, he, he, he's showing the big-time playmaking ability that he has, and you can't take away from who Tyreek Stevenson is. We talked about it. Tyreek Stevenson is rounding out and showing that he is going to be one of the pillars on this defensive side of the ball and one of the leaders. He's just a big-time guy when it comes down to it. Broke up a pass that would have easily been a touchdown had he not doing it. Tyreek Stevenson and how he's grown over this rookie year has been amazing to see. Amazing to see. Tyreek Stevenson, absolutely one of the winners in this game. But let's get back to some of the losers, unfortunately. Darnell Mooney. That drop pass, and I get it. He wasn't in the perfect position. He was on his back, but the, but the ball was right there. The ball was right there. Darnell Mooney has had a rough season. It's been a rough go for Darnell Mooney, and a lot of people now are questioning what his future is going to be with the Chicago Bears team, and I think that's rightful questions to have, especially if the Bears do go wide receiver with that first overall pick that we're getting from the Carolina Panthers. I think if that's the plan, Darnell Mooney is gone. Darnell Mooney is gone, and that's not to say he doesn't have chemistry. That's not to say he still can't be ineffective. I honestly think if they do draft Marvin Harrison Jr., there's a conversation to be made that Darnell Mooney could become even more dangerous in a combination when you have DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. out there. But at the end of the day, I look at it like this. He's up for an extension, and the way that he's been playing, and you're talking about maybe you can't extend him and not extend Jalen Johnson. And so that's, that's a thing in that. Trent Taylor as well. The two-month punts, yeah, he was able to recover one of them, but that other one, man, that was crazy. On the 20-yard line, that was, man, that's bad. And, and again, that goes back to one of our winners in Tyreek Stevenson. He actually helped save a play that would have been a touchdown if it wasn't for uh, you know him playing in his, in his execution. Trent Taylor would have gave that up. Trent Taylor, who's been mostly good this season, had a Vellis Jones Jr. type performance yesterday. And you can't take away from that at all. It was bad. And then our offensive line. Our offensive line, it just was, it was atrocious yesterday. Now, again, they were up against Miles Garrett, who was an absolute beast. But they got dominated in every facet of the game. Yes, Tevin Jenkins went down. I understand that. It sucks to see him go down yet again. Braxton Jones got completely dogged, walked out there for long, large portions of the game. The Bears got some things they need to really look at. And depth is one of those things on that offensive line. We need another tackle. We need a center. And we need some better high-quality depth on that offensive line. And hopefully, um, Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren plan on addressing that in a very meaningful way this offseason because we need it. Because it was ugly. 
yesterday on that offensive line. And then let's win. Let's finish it with some more winners. Eddie Jackson, man, first interception of the 2023 season, um, and it was it was a great one. Eddie Jackson played pretty well. Had some pass breaks ups and deflections in that as well. Played pretty good in coverage. Eddie Jackson. You know, we've been kind of rough on Eddie Jackson here at Chicago Bears Central, and he had a pretty solid game. Was it amazing? No, I'm not saying it's amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but he played a solid enough game to where he performed. And Demarcus Walker, I talked about it coming into this game, how important it was for Demarcus Walker to have a big game, now stepping in for the injured Unique Ngakwe. And he did that. Only a half a sack, but two QB hits in that, four tackles on top of that. He had a tackle for a loss as well. Demarcus Walker played. Pretty damn well for the Chicago Bears yesterday. And, I, and again, that defense overall, there's not very much negative I can say about the defense. It's, it's, the defense has just stepped up in such a meaningful and noticeable way here um, and lately. And, and I, I, I commend them for it because it's, it's been noticeable. It's been, it's been tangible, and you felt it. And, and, and the defensive effort that this team gives overall, yeah, there are some mishaps in the second half of the game. But, you know, overall, I really do like uh, what the defense has been giving and it's just, like I said before, not enough to keep on Matt Eberfus or definitely not Luke Getze in this coaching staff. And we need to see an overhaul of the coaching staff heading into next week. We just do. And we'll see what it ends up turning into, man. I know a lot of Bears fans were disappointed. I know we came in here with hopes. I had hopes. We predicted the Bears to win the game on the pregame show. And this is a still a season where the Bears did increase. And we see some of the talent in, but we got things that we definitely need to work on. Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles got work that they need to do to improve the team. We got to spend money. I think we have, what, top three, I think, in the league of, of uh, salary cap, open salary cap next year heading into free agency. We have tough decisions to make, and those tough decisions, you know, Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles get paid for that. And when you look at where the Bears' picks are right now, the Panthers, unfortunately, won in yesterday's game. Now, we still sit with, they still, well, us, but the Panthers still sit with the one game um, above the uh, Patriots for that number one spot. We need the, the, the Panthers to continue to lose. So right now the Chicago Bears would have the number one and number five overall picks in, in the 2024 draft. And so that's something that we are definitely going to need to use that to draft. It. And I know a lot of people are still thinking and hoping maybe the Bears are going to trade down, trade down, trade down. I still don't know if that's going to be the case necessarily, but we'll end up seeing if that is, man. But Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Shy town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.